Hi, friend. Welcome to Holly's Highlights, a podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and equip you to intentionally live your life full of purpose. I'm your host, Holly Kirby, motivational speaker, leadership cultivator, marketing strategist, and personal cheerleader. Let's check out today's highlight. Today would have been my parents' 54th wedding anniversary. My mom passed away just under three years ago to glioblastoma brain cancer just shortly after celebrating their 51st wedding anniversary. And just that year prior for their 50th, we all, our entire family, went on a cruise to the Hawaiian Islands to celebrate. My parents had honeymooned to Hawaii and even had their R&R there when my dad was in the Air Force. So it was quite a special time reflecting on God's goodness to them since visiting for that first time when they were first wed. Now, I love a good romantic movie, Ever After with Drew Barrymore, Safe Haven with Josh Dumel, and my new favorite, Redeeming Love with Abigail Cohen and Tom Lewis. But I got to tell you, never have I seen such a love story as my parents. Biblically, God created marriage to be a lifelong commitment and a spiritual and physical union. Ephesians 5, 22 through 23 shows us how marriage was intended to mirror that of the relationship between God and his church. Unfortunately, our society has gone from our grandparents being married 75 plus years, okay, they also married young, to our parents maybe celebrating their 50th, as my parents did, to my generation, Gen X, having only 48% of marriages surviving. Now, a side note here, Goldberg Jones provides an interesting breakdown of marriages and divorce by generation, so you may want to feel free to check that out. Now, the sad thing is, though, although divorce rates only seem to be increasing for the millennials, it's the new Gen Z who has exchanged marriage for simply living together. Now, we should probably address the elephant in the room, and that is despite having two sides of generations, my mom's side and my dad's side, who were faithfully married for decades upon decades, I am one of those statistics as I'm divorced. Not something I would have ever chosen, but I learned in marriage that you can't control another's choices either, only our own. I am an advocate for marriage. I was even for my own. So today, I thought we'd take a look at tips of how to have a healthy and happy marriage from someone who seems to have gotten it right, my dad. Now, I wish this could be an interview with both of my parents today, but I am grateful to both of them for their faithfulness to each other and God through their marriage, to where I have the safety and security and legacy that they've shown and are leaving to us kids and our kids. That is the one that marriage was intended to look like, one that is selfless and teamwork-minded and fun, full of laughter and adventure through life, supportive, forgiving, self-controlling, thriving, encouraging, serving, and, well, basically, one that stood the test of time. So join me in welcoming my dad. Dad, thanks for coming on to share with us again. Thanks for inviting me. Now, listeners, you may remember the last time Dad made his appearance for our Father's Day episode in Season 2, Episode 14, where basically we shared lessons learned from my dad from his lifetime. But Dad, today I'm excited to share with listeners about you and Mom's marriage in hopes of encouraging others to press into what a healthy and happy marriage can look like. As I've introduced him before, he has always been the fun parent, you know, the one that you wanted to go grocery shopping with because he'd let you toss in those cookies in the cart. And he's quite the jokester, as many former co-workers can attest to his love of April Fool's Day. 
He does have three seminary degrees. He served in the military in the United States Air Force with a deployment to Vietnam. He retired from full-time ministry years ago, yet he still mentors those in ministry, and he fills the pulpit preaching here and there. And he has, of course, us three kids and six grandchildren, as each of us kids have two kiddos ourselves. That wasn't planned that way, but ironically, it worked out to where they're even all three years apart, starting with my youngest of 11 up to my brother's oldest of 27. So, Dr. Jim Harding, let's start with the beginning and just telling us how you and mom met. We met the first month of the first year in college. We dated for three years, and then we got married right before the senior year in college. Now, as we mentioned, you were married 51 years before she passed of cancer. How'd you guys do it? So what's your secret? Well, healthy and happy marriages are all about relationships. I know, I know, relationships. Duh, right? But allow me to explain. Relationship with the Lord is fundamental and foundational to everything else. Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now think about this. Love God, love others, and love yourself. We're talking about upward love inward love, and outward love. I think this is, as I said, fundamental and foundational to all the other relationships in life, to include marriage. Love God. If you do that, if you have that relationship right, you can love yourself because that's what Jesus said, love others as yourself. So if you love God, You can love yourself. I got to tell you, a lot of issues in our society are based on low self-esteem or people who have inner demons. They don't really love themselves. They don't feel they can love themselves because of their their history or their heritage or, or whatever. But God said, love God, then you can love yourself. And then you can love others as yourself. Think about a marriage where both partners love the Lord and then they have a self-esteem about themselves. They have a confidence about themselves. They love themselves, not selfishly, but they love themselves in a healthy manner. And they can love their spouse more effectively, more beautifully. So getting right with the Lord powerfully affects every other relationship in life, certainly the marriage. And then the second thing I'd say is continually work on your relationship with your spouse. Get your relationship right with the Lord and then continually work on your relationship with your spouse. My dad, who was also a minister, used to tell the story about a fellow who went to his pastor about marital problems. The pastor asked, well, how long has it been since 
you've done something special for your wife, maybe taken her some flowers or told her you, you love her. And the fellow thought for a second and he said, oh, it's been a long, long time. Well, the pastor said, well, that's a big part of the problem right there. So tonight, take her flowers, tell her you love her, and while you're going out and, and getting the flowers, I'm going to call her and tell her that you've invited me for supper. And if there's anything we need to talk about at that point, we can do so. So the fellow shows up at his house, finds his wife in the kitchen, walks up to her, turns her around, hands her the flowers, hugs her and kisses her and tells her, I love you, honey. <laughs> The shocked lady stood back and said, here the pastor's coming for dinner tonight and you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, continually work on your relationship with your spouse. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, first, be selfless. It's not about us getting our 50%. It's about being a giver, not focusing on being a getter. Winston Churchill said, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. And I got to tell you, a big part of a happy marriage is being a giver, being selfless, focusing on the other partner. And then second, be honest. Healthy, happy marriages absolutely must have trust. If you don't trust your mate, I'm telling you, your marriage is in serious trouble. You may continue to be married, but it won't be much of a marriage. Be honest. And then third, be faithful. And by be faithful, I mean with your eyes, with your ears, with your hands and your feet. Be selfless, be honest, be faithful. I'd say those are the three most important things in continuing to work on your relationship with your spouse. Now, along the way, as you're doing this, as you're living together and, and growing in your relationship and developing and deepening the marriage, expect some really difficult times. It seems like, I mean, I was a pastor for almost 35 years, and I've sat and listened to a lot of couples talk about their trials and troubles. And it seemed to me like a lot of, a lot of people were surprised about the hard times that came along. In fact, in a lot of cases, that seems to be the, the types of things that people give as excuse for dropping out of marriage is it just got so tough. Well, expect it. That's life. That's life. Expect some really difficult times. My wife's in my third year of marriage. We were separated. And I don't mean because we had problems. I mean because I was in Vietnam for a whole year. That was our third year of marriage. My first year in ministry. And that was actually our eighth into our ninth year of marriage. My first year in ministry was hell on earth. 
it was, in my mind, stress level. It was every bit as difficult as my year in Vietnam. I know that's hard to wrap your mind around. But I heard a statistic recently that said 90% of people who go into ministry don't, don't retire from it. Ministry is a lot more difficult than people realize because you're carrying not only your own difficulties, but you're carrying the difficulties of a congregation because you love them. And so the, the, the runaway child, the, the couple that's at the point of divorce, the, the, the dying spouse, the, my first year in ministry was that and a whole lot more because of my situation that I found myself in. From time to time through the years, my wife and I dealt with health problems, hospitalizations for ourselves and each of our children as well, along with our passing of our parents. So expect some really difficult times. They're going to come, but look at it this way. Enduring through and emerging from those difficult times is one of the most important elements in making a marriage strong. Let me say that again. Enduring through and emerging from those difficult times is one of the most important elements in making a marriage strong. I told you that my wife and I spent our third year of marriage separated because I was in Vietnam. I'll never forget the first words I said to her after I returned. I got off the airplane, ran up to her, hugged her, and said, we made it through this. We can make it through anything. So don't run from those difficult times. Don't use them as an excuse for marital issues or marital separation or divorce of all things. Jesus said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. That takes us right back to our very first principle. Healthy and happy marriages are about the relationship that we have with the Lord. It's foundational and fundamental to everything else. Getting through those difficult times is one of the things that it helps us get through. And then through it all, through the years, through the difficulties, through the good times, through the, the bad times, celebrate and be grateful for what the Lord does in your life. If the above-mentioned things are in place, I have the relationship with the Lord, I'm continually working on my relationship with my spouse, and I'm expecting difficult times. If those things are in place, you will be infinitely better able to recognize and respond to the times of your life in a wiser and more positive light. Near the end of my wife's life, she was on hospice. She was here at home, grateful she was able to be here. And the hospice aides that came to, to bathe her and, and to help with caring for her. When they would come to the room, and very often it was a different one than the previous day, I would introduce them to my, my wife and I would say, 
she and I have been married for 51 years. One day there was a, a sweet young lady, and I think she was in her mid-20s, she said. And anyway, as I introduced my wife and said we had been married for 51 years, she looked at me and she said, how is that possible? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, I've only been married for, and I think she said six years. But every one of my friends, even those who've been married since I was married, every single one of my friends has already been divorced. How is it possible? And I talked to her briefly, and, and she declared that she has a relationship with the Lord, which I was happy to hear. And I said to her, then, my advice to you is love the Lord. If both you and your spouse love truly, genuinely love the Lord and love your spouse, you can make it. So healthy and happy marriages are all about relationships with the Lord, which is fundamental and foundational to everything else. And certainly continue to work on your relationship with your spouse. Well, I think you can see or hear why my dad has always been and continues to be not only my favorite pastor, but the one who has always and continues to still have the most impact in my life. Dad, thank you. Thank you for not only your time today, but also for giving that 110% in your marriage to where you and mom showed us kids and grandkids that it's possible, just as you shared that story about the hospice lady. The most beautiful thing I got to see, though, is the loving care you both showed for each other. In addition to things like her going to a sports event with you because she knew that's what you would enjoy or, or you planning a special trip or dinner out with her because you knew that's what she would enjoy. So those selfless moments. I also got to witness, as you just shared, that firsthand physical selfless toll that each of you made as she cared for you during your initial multiple myeloma cancer diagnosis and and then you taking such loving, tender, sacrificial care of her each and every day of her battle with glioblastoma brain cancer. But you both have, have truly reflected not only what marriage should and can look like, but you've reflected the love of God himself in and through your marriage. And today, as you reflect on your and mom's years together, I thank God for each and every one of your anniversaries and the legacy that those years leave as a result of such a healthy and happy marriage. Thank you for joining me on this journey of life. I hope that today's highlight has been encouraging, inspiring, and equipping so you can go out and live your life full of purpose. I'd be honored if you'd take a moment to leave a review or better yet, subscribe. We can also stay in touch by joining my email list at hollykirby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, make it a great day for a great day.